Hi, I'm Jen and this is your Simple and Spacious Business, a podcast to support you to find more ease, space and intentional growth in your work. So it's been a while since I did this, so bear with me if I'm a little rusty behind the microphone today. I started my first podcast way back in 2015. Shout out to any Make It Happen listeners here. And since then I've started and hosted two more too, but it's been quite a while now since I podcasted consistently. So I am really excited to be coming back to this style of content, but also really hoping I haven't forgotten how to do this. So... Simplicity and spaciousness are the very heart of my approach to business. They've been my anchors and my guides as I've walked this road of being my own boss these past eight years and have never stirred me wrong so far. But what exactly is a simple and spacious business, you may be wondering? Well, it's kind of hard to define because it's going to look different for each and every one of us depending on what simplicity and spaciousness means to us. But at the heart of it, I believe it's a business that is built in a way that truly works best for us, that honors our humanity, that facilitates the space we want and need to thrive and live and navigate our work and our life at our own pace. For me, a simple and spacious business is one that allows me to prioritize my health and my family life first, that doesn't ask more of me than willing and able to give and that orbits my life instead of being something I have to compromise my needs for so that it can thrive. It's also a business that feels deeply aligned and meaningful, where I'm doing work I believe in in a way that feels joyful too. For you, it may be a business that gives you space to travel or focus on your art or that facilitates the freedom you wake for each day in your work and your life. This podcast isn't here to tell you how to build and run your business. Instead, I want to support you to build and run your business in whatever way truly works best for you. And for our first episode together today, I thought I would take you on a little walk down memory lane so I can share with you my simple and spacious business journey so far, because it hasn't always been easy, nor has it always been this simple and spacious, and it's taken a whole lot of trial and error and learning and learning some more to get to where I am today. Okay, so let's go all the way back to the beginning and bear with me here because it's been almost a decade and I've had a baby since, so my brain is definitely not what it once was. So some of the years have got a little jumbled together in my mind, but let's take it all the way back to January 2015 when I opened up my doors for coaching clients for the first ever time. Now, this is what I'm calling my naive and messy beginner stage. I was like 22 and in all honesty, I had not much of a clue what I was doing. I had graduated a couple of years earlier with a degree in social worker degree I had no desire to actually use in the end and had been on a pretty challenging mental health journey where I was unable to work a traditional job in that season. So I was living back at home with my parents and had this little blog I've been running for a few years and an online lifestyle magazine that I ran with a friend too. So I had a few years of experience of creating content online and building up a blog community and then I stumbled across the world of creative coaching and immediately had this deep feeling in my gut that I wanted to do that. I have to shout out here to By Regina, her blog, her blog's called By Regina. I actually have no idea if she still blogs, but she had, I mean, amazing blog content back then about like running a business and like online business and all that stuff. And she wrote a blog post that was like 10 signs you're meant to be a creative coach. And I don't think if I hadn't have found that blog post, I wouldn't have realized, I mean, I wouldn't have the business and the career I have today. So a big thank you to Regina because her blog was such a lighthouse to me back in those days and illuminated a path I didn't even knew existed. Um, I'm going to try and find her blogs if it still exists because I'm sure I've seen in the past few years like she's pivoted to different things but if I can find it I'll show it you because it'd be so cool to read it again. Okay so back in 2015 after discovering Regina's blog in 2014 and like other online business stuff I was like okay I want to do this creative coaching thing so I started offering blog and content coaching services 
I think back then I charged like 150 pounds for free sessions or something. It was extremely low priced as my goal was like to make a thousand pounds a month. Remember that was my goal because if I could make that alongside my then boyfriend, now husband's income from his day job as a barista, I knew we would be able to scrape enough together to move out of my parents and get our own place. And looking back, what happened next was really beautiful because my business slowly but surely grew. I started to get booked out with clients. I built a small but really engaged community where I work. And little by little, I built up my experience and confidence. But something to keep in mind here is that I didn't really have a clue what I was doing as a business owner because I'd never actually run a business before. But by the end of the summer of that year, we had moved into our own tiny apartment in the city. And I remember it was like the May, I think that was the month we had signed on for the new apartment because it was going to be a few months until it was ready. So five or so months I started my business, I made £3,000 that month, which was crazy. I remember thinking, what? £3,000? I had never made or had that much money before in my life. And that was this moment I'll never forget. That was the moment where I thought to myself, oh, maybe I can actually do this. And maybe I don't just like, my goal isn't just to scrape by, but actually I can make a real living from this. So we'd moved out. I was making, you know, more money than I'd never made before. And then my first taste of burnout hit. Because yes, I was making money. I think that that first year in 2015, I made around 25K altogether that year, which completely blew my mind and was thankfully more than enough to pay my bills and get me on my own feet and get us out of my parents' house. But I was also having to take on a lot of clients to make that possible because like I said, I was charging at the beginning, like I think it was like 150 quid for free sessions. And then I think maybe I was charging like 300 quid for eight sessions or something like that. It was, you know, very low in terms of what the industry was. And I'd taken a lot of clients to make the money that I was making. I think by the end of my first year of business, and I actually shudder a little thinking about this, I was doing about 15 to 20 client calls a week. Most of the time doing five days. It was insane. I was spread so thin and I was exhausted and I was still really healing from that challenging mental health crisis that I'd experienced a few years earlier. It was it was kind of like a double-edged sword because my business was growing and on paper it was thriving and it was showing me what it was capable of but I had kind of built a beast of its own making because 15 to 20 client calls a week was just insane and even back then I would think I was blogging five days a week I was doing my podcast that there was a lot of work and then this is where a very key piece and not just my business journey but my life journey in general comes in because around the end of 2015 I started to experience some health stuff that would become very significant in my life moving forward a little bit of background here is that I was born with a chronic neurological condition called Chiari malformation if you haven't heard of it that's okay it's pretty rare I think some places still class it as a rare disease and I was diagnosed with this when I was 16 when some pretty nasty migraines I was experiencing were being investigated but back then the migraines were the only main symptom I was experiencing I assume I just had a very mild version of this disorder but by the end of 2015 things started to change and I developed a more symptomatic condition and honestly my life and my health hasn't really been the same since it's really funny to me looking back I feel like this was the universe working its own little way is that I started my business on the other side of a mental health crisis because I wanted people to make a living on my own terms in a way that works best for my mental health And then the infrastructure that I was building would then be what I would need to make a living while also living with this very symptomatic chronic illness. It's, um, you know, my mental health is in 
the best place it's ever been these past few years. I really went on this healing journey of learning how to take care of my mental health and understanding why the mental health struggles that I lived with were there in the first place. But my business ended up becoming this safe haven in many ways for this very debilitating at times chronic illness that I would in no way be able to hold down a traditional full-time job. But my business makes it so that I can, you know, work and provide for my family. So I always think that's funny looking back that it kind of came full circle there. So at the end of my first year in business, so at the end of 2015, what I found myself with was that a business that was viable and was finding its feet, but a body and a mind that was struggling so bad and really needed some significant change to come so at the end of 2015 and as I headed into 2016 I really had to start thinking more intentionally about my business about my offerings and my availability and my pricing but I mean this is around 2016 second year of my business I really struggled to have the confidence and self-belief to really increase my prices I'm sure I will dig into this in a future episode but for me a big part of the first few years of my business what I really struggled with and why I struggled to build the simplicity and patience I was craving is that I had such a block around charging more around my prices it was a, such a confidence and a self-believing in 2016 I increased them a little bit and I was enough that I wasn't doing 20 calls a week anymore but I was still doing a lot more than what was probably energetically sustainable for me my memory is not great but I imagine I went from like 15 to 20 a week to maybe like 12 to 16 a week or something like that I was still doing more but that was also the year when I started to shift to offer more business focused services so not just blog coaching but also business mentoring too and this is probably where I imagine some of my price and insecurity came in as I didn't have tons of experience yet I'd only been running my own business for a year I made that shift quite organically because that ended up being the conversations I had with my clients what my clients were coming for me for but I still didn't have a ton of experience yet and I was building up my confidence um and I think that's where a lot of my insecurity came because I looked around me at all those people who'd been in business for years and I really it was important to me that my pricing felt aligned with my confidence to deliver in my head what that pricing meant so looking back I actually don't think there was anything wrong in you know, I often say to my clients, when I've ever with a client who's like earlier on in business, we talk about how often your first year of doing business is like your internship year because you're building up your confidence and you're building up your perspective and you're building up your the way you do things. And sometimes your pricing reflects that and that's okay. I think for me, it was just a whole load of things that were just asking too much of me and my health and my time. But in that second year of business, something deeply had shifted. There was no turning back from that moment when my health started to become really challenging. And I realized, that I just couldn't thrive with this burnout constantly around the corner so I knew that I needed a slower more intentional approach to my business and also I really felt from that second year that I was starting to find myself in my business slowly but surely I was finding my voice my perspective my confidence it, that was a big shift for me to really feel like oh I'm starting to figure out who I am in this work and what I'm doing I also experimented that year with other income streams. It's funny, I forgot all about these. And then I went back through like the history of my blog and different things I was doing. And I was like, oh, I launched that group offering and I launched that mastermind and I launched that course. Like after all these years, I'd forgotten all these things that I did. But I really experimented with these different offers and group programs and classes. I doubled my income that year, but didn't feel as burned out by the end of it. So I was slowly but surely making some progress in building this simple and spacious business. I'm sure what you're going to see as I talk you know, I'm talking you through the past eight years of my business. For me, this didn't happen overnight. I've seen for some of my clients, you know, they've come to me and within a few months of working together, they've really been able to shift, make some massive shifts in their business for their simplicity and spaciousness they crave. For other clients like me, it's taken more time. This is always going to be down to our individual circumstances and just just our different situations. So you might relate to this journey or you might not. This 
you know, all I can share is what's true for me. So then this rolled over into 2017. I started to build a lot more time off into my business. This was the year things really started to shift. I think I took 12 weeks off that year. And I think by 2018 was when I started taking 18 weeks off a year, which was really a big part of the spaciousness I was aching for in my work. And over those two years, I really started to build up my confidence after working with so many clients at that point. So I started to feel more confident to increase my prices, which was a massive turning point for me when I got to a place where I was able to price in a way that really reflected the amount of clients I was wanted energetically to be taking on by 2017 I was working around 25 hours a week max and I was earning enough that my husband was first able to go part-time and then he quit his day job so he was then able to work from home with me and he was started his own freelance business as a podcast editor which was kind of our big life goal was always to have a life of freedom where we were able to work from home together and kind of live our life completely on our own terms so in many ways that was a really joyful season we traveled a lot we got married we got a dog and in my business I really felt like I'd found a deep 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 home in my work but behind the scenes my health continued to get harder and harder and the really hard truth was for me was that even this wildly spacious business I'd built for myself back then just wasn't spacious enough to fully support me in the really challenging seasons that my health brought, especially during the really hard moments where I was, you know, in bed and just not feeling well and not able to function. And at times it felt like what I was asking of myself and my work was impossible, be profitable enough so that I can continue to be the breadwinner for our family, but be simple and spacious enough that I can do that alongside a chronic illness that can cause daily pain and fatigue. And I think any of you listening with circumstances outside of your control that make your life harder, whether that's health or other things in your life, it's this puzzle that can feel so impossible and so hard. And I can look over people sometimes and be like, I just wish I was as well as them so I could experience life in a body like that. But you know, these are the cards I've been dealt. And as Cheryl Strayed says, we are not entitled to the cards we believe we should have been dealt. We have to play the hell out of the cards we've been dealt. When I read that in Tiny Beautiful Things, which is one of my favorite books of all time, I've held on so tightly to that. And so this is why this is a puzzle I refuse to stop trying to figure out. I've had to really believe that there is a way. And the longer I've been in business, the more insight I've had into what I really need to make my business work best for me. And the courage and confidence I've needed to build up to actually take those scary steps forward too. So 2019 was similar to the years before. I increased my prices that year again. So that was the year I really reduced my workload. I think I was working 15 to 20 hours a week max that year. And I was continuing to take 18 weeks off a year to travel and rest and just be a human. And that was the year that I really felt like we had the space to start trying for a family which I think kind of shows you how much space I felt I had at that point in my business where I felt like oh I can run my business I can take care of my health and now I have the space and the desire to have a baby and I think back then my business really felt like I'd found the simplicity and spaciousness I was craving on the whole unless it was an extremely challenging flare and unfortunately they do happen but on the whole unless I was in one of those seasons my workload felt manageable and so deeply joyful and meaningful to work with my clients and I just felt so at home and aligned in my business each day And something to mention here, if I haven't already, is that I adore this work, diving deep with my clients and bearing witness to their courage and growth and discovery and also the flow I find in the content creation side of my business too and the business visioning of coming up with new offerings and marketing ideas. I love this work. The challenging seasons of my business have not only been worth it because this business provides for my family financially, but also because this work truly feels like home. You're going to hear me say that so many times in this episode and episodes ahead to come because that's the way it feels like for me. That's how it feels like home. I can't think of a better way to describe it, but it's those, the challenges have always been worth it to me. And that's why I've been so committed to figuring out how best to make my business work for me as a human along the way. 
Okay, back to 2019. Now, my business was doing great that year. I was in a really great place, but it was a tough year personally at times, especially the latter half of the year because we struggled to conceive. And then we learned at the end of the year that because of some fertility issues my end, we would need to undergo IVF treatment to try and have a child. Looking back, I am so grateful for the stability of my business to afford us the ability to just say hell yes to paying for that treatment. And somehow with all the luck in the world and the odds against us, because we were prepared, you know, we were told by fertility doctors, you need to be prepared to do free cycles. The odds were quite low, but all the odds against us, we conceived our beautiful son August on our first cycle, which was also incredible timing as just a few weeks later, the pandemic hit and the world shut down, including the fertility clinics too. So then I was pregnant. So this was 2020. Our pregnancy was beautiful, but also really tough. I had horrific morning sickness in my first trimester. I had a terrible Chiari fly in my second and couldn't take painkillers. That was horrible. And then I could barely walk by the end of my third trimester thanks to pelvic girdle pain. But thankfully I was able to work for out because my business only needed me to show up for 15 hours or so a week to get my work done. So this was where the simplicity and spaciousness really I was so grateful for it and I really leaned on it and I won't lie some weeks were extremely hard especially during the sickness of the first trimester that was extremely challenging to be needing to throw up and then go on client calls that was hard but I made it through and I had so much time to rest which I'm grateful for I took eight weeks off my maternity leave honestly I wish I took longer and if I have a second child I will make sure I do but as I had clients carrying over I felt a lot of pressure and that means the pressure I put on myself in my own head not to disappear from my business for too long and honestly that probably tells you a little bit into some of my mindset struggles in business with my people pleasing issues <laughs> but and then returning to work the first few months returning to my business with a tiny baby with just a haze of pure survival mode of sleepless nights and just so grateful I remember looking back and being like I'm so glad that my business feels easeful and simple and feels like home because in my life I felt like I had no idea what I was doing I had this tiny baby who was learning how to be a mother I on the spot it was that my life I felt so out of alignment in my life because I was finding my feet so I was so grateful that my business was just this easy simple place to show up for and then as I started to come out of the haze of new parenthood I realized that it was same old business but a brand new me and nothing could ever truly go back to how it was and I really wasn't prepared for that I knew having a kid would change my life but before having my son I felt so at home in my business I thought I I knew where I was heading and then I had my son and I came back to work and so much had changed, so much had changed with my energy, so much had changed with my priorities, so much changed with just my time and my needs. So that leads us to where we are now today. As I record this, my son is almost 16 months old and I've spent the past year or so really digging deep and finding clarity for this next season ahead in my work. Thankfully, I have such a strong vision for where I'm going next because in many ways I have a wildly simple and spacious business I work 10 to 12 hours or less a week I take regular time off for my business including three months off this summer from client work and I have so much freedom in my weeks to live and work at a slow and gentle pace but like I said something has deeply shifted since I became a mother so now I'm in a season of gently making some pretty big shifts in my business and after eight years I think I'm also just ready for this change too you know last year as I was really diving deep into what I want next and how things are feeling in my business and it felt like it was you know like I said like same old business but brand new me a part of me also wondered you know last year it was seven years this year's eight years and I've been doing on the whole 
pretty much the same thing for that time. You know, I've been working one-on-one with clients. That's been the main focus of my work with other offerings scattered in. And I thought to myself like, oh, maybe this is just me moving into the next season of my business and motherhood just signifies this next season of my life and the catalyst for that. I don't want to stop working with clients. That's the thing I feel really clear about is that I find so much deep joy and purpose in that work, but I am craving less scheduled time in my calendar. That's probably the big piece of this is that you know as a mum you don't know if you're gonna have a bad night of sleep or if your kid's gonna come down with a bug or and you know and if we decide to try for a second child two tiny humans to take care of creates even more demands on my time outside of work so I think for me the thing I'm really craving is less scheduled time in my calendar so I can be more flexible to my life happening around me so my hope is to move to more of a hybrid business model with a flagship one-to-many offering that'll be launching in the spring and then a smaller client workload moving forward to so just less scheduled time my calendar is the goal but I still want to work with clients it'll just be less availability but this is all a story for another day as I'm sure I'm going to be sharing the behind the scenes of this business journey with you along the way too Okay, there is so much more nitty gritty stuff to get stuck into here at my Simple and Spaces business journey so far. The lessons I've learned around marketing and building a business model that actually works best for us and finding our voice and building routines. And more than anything, everything I've learned from supporting hundreds of my clients in building and running their own Simple and Spacious business too. I'll be diving into all of this on my own behind the scenes journey in the episodes ahead to come. So stay tuned for those. But to wrap up today, I want to share three of the biggest lessons I've learned so far about building and running a simple and spacious business. First, there is no such thing as the perfect business. There will always be hard days, weeks, and even months and years sometimes too. The goal can't be to never feel stressed or overwhelmed. We're just setting ourselves up to fail. If we do, there will always be tasks we don't enjoy as much as others. I mean, paperwork, tax return, bookkeeping, those are my least favorite tasks. And there's always going to be the odd stressful client or customer or the weeks where we'd rather just sleep and nap all day than show up and get the work done. The goal instead I found is to build a business that feels like home. I told you I'd keep saying this over and over again, but that's what feels true for me when my work feels deeply rooted in my values and aligned with how I want to show up in the world. Where my workload and my schedule is suited to my energetic needs and desires and a business with breathing room so I can be flexible as and when I need to be too. That's the place I've been in my business for many years now and that's the place I'm so deeply grateful to have found. I'm able to navigate the challenging moments without them knocking me down too much because I have such a strong foundation to come back to in my work. Second, I found the most important thing is to build simplicity and spaciousness into the very heart of our business. This is what I'll be focusing on most throughout the episodes ahead to come of this show, the nitty gritty pieces of our business that shape the simplicity and spaciousness we crave. Because if the foundations of our business are rooted in a deeply focused vision for our work and shaped in a way that is aligned with our intentions for our finances, our lifestyle and our purpose in our work, then we have everything we need to build a business that thrives and feels like home. We can get so distracted by other people's noise and ideas for what a successful business should look like. When I found in my own business and in my clients too, that the magic really starts to happen when we dive deep into the adventure of our own business and carve out a path forward that truly works best for us. Finally, new seasons will ask for new shifts and evolution in our business. A simple and spacious business is never done. We're always shifting and growing and evolving as we go. Take me, for example, before having my son, I had a business that was functioning in a way that truly worked best for me. And now that I'm in a new season of life, I have new desires for my work and my life that are shifting my focus and priorities in my work. And I'm sure as I navigate new seasons of my life ahead to come, things will continue to evolve. But I found that if our foundations are strong, then they're able to support us as we shift, evolve and grow along the way. 
All we can ever really do is make the most intentional decisions we can in the season we're in and trust that we'll figure out the future ones when we're in them. Okay, that was a lot to dive into. And I so hope it gives you a little insight into my simple and spacious business journey so far. I have so much I'm excited to dive into in upcoming episodes. They will be in your podcast feed every Wednesday. And I so hope they can be supportive for you in this season of your work. Before I leave you today, I have a question for you to ponder if it resonates with you to do so. What would a simple and spacious business look and feel like for you? See what comes to the surface and dive as deep as it feels aligned for you to do so. This is the question that changed everything for me, where I started to give myself permission to want more than a business that thrived on the outside, but asked more of me than I was willing or able to give. It's been my path to a business that holds space for all of my humanity, while also thriving financially and being deeply joyful to run, and my hope is that it can do the same for you too. I am so looking forward to diving in more together next week, and until then, I hope you have a joyful day ahead.